Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, it's real easy to get caught up in what everybody else needs from you. You know what I mean? Your friends, your family, the whole of the internet. If you're big on social media, people at work, you name it. It's easier to to concern yourself with what everybody else in the whole world needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you might need from yourself. You got to learn to spend some time on yourself, guys. It's super important. If you spend all your time thinking about everybody else and only giving and never looking inward. It can leave you feeling stretched thin and burned out. You got to do some self-care. It's never been more important than it is today. Therapy can give you the tools you need to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others and not end up leaving yourself behind. Corey, you've had some wonderful experiences with therapy. Yes, I have, and better help to be specific, and I'm so thankful for it that you're able to do it online because, I listen, everybody that has heard the show probably knows I've needed therapy for a long time, but only recently went a couple years ago, and I think a lot of it has to do with once I found out there was a service where I didn't have to leave my house, I didn't have to make any effort except for clicking a link, I was like, well, you have no excuse now, and I consider it one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because finding out exactly what the problem was takes a lot of pressure off of you just being able to go oh it's that it's not you know whatever and also you know the therapy and the the tools that they give you as a therapist to like kind of maintain yourself throughout your life i still use you know my breathing exercises and i've got a lot of other things that they they taught me and and i have now they're just subconscious and that's just how i live my life and i'm happier uh for it and i live a more mentally healthy lifestyle and uh, if you want to find more balance, uh, do that with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash POA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash POA to get 10% off your first month. Sincerely, guys, yo it to yourself. Treat your brain right.
All right, Airheads, let's do it. We're back in the virtual Airstream studios. It's time once again for it putting on airs. Putting I'm, on uh, airs. Putting on airs. What is that voice? That's a little... Uh, they took my job at South yeah. Park. They took our job. We're putting yeah. on airs. We're putting on airs now. Yeah, boy, putting on airs. Yeah, I have no idea why I spoke that way. I don't know why I speak most ways, I'm most times. It. But anyway, here we are. I'm uh, I'm Trey. That's Corey. How's it going over there, Cho? It's going good. And I would like to point out, because you know normally, and, and you obviously are keeping with the fashion, you're dressed all fancy. I normally dress uh, kind of fancy, but I don't want everybody to think that this isn't on purpose. This is a Kentucky Derby hat, and to match it symbolically, a Pillsbury, Pillsbury Throwboy uh uh-huh. uh t-shirt the late great jared lorenzen so i'm all things yes. kentucky in honor of the derby this weekend i'm great feel good i hope people remember jared lorenzen Me I know too. i'm making sure that do. they do yeah the pillsbury throw boy the hefty lefty the round mound of touchdown uh just for my money when i was uh, that was like my i almost it might have been like my peak college football loving i was like in high school i was yeah. playing i was playing football and like that fucking guy like seeing a fat redneck play quarterback meant uh-huh. so much to me <laughs> it meant me so it. much i always <laughs> he's like i'm also a big a pretty big fan of the joker uh nikola Jokic in oh, yeah. the nba because he were a fat kid now yep. you know then he grew up to be seven foot a hundred and you know massive and tough as nails and all that shit but he's still like a bit doughy. He's not. He's yeah. not shredded or whatever. And if you see pictures of him, I said there's an infamous picture of him when he was like middle school age, and I swear the resemblance to me in middle school age is striking. Uh, turned out pretty different for me. Yeah. I didn't have quite the uh, athletic glow up that he did. But I'm always uh, both jokers. Always, yeah, we are both jokers. That's true. I've always uh, had a, a fondness. For any of the fats who who make it in the uh, sporting game, um, and let's face it, the occurrence, whites, you know? you know, sure, yeah, <laughs> Gotta, you know, love the whites, love the whites. There's Everybody a, knows a, I'm kidding. Know, a white, well, sort I'm of. Just, in know. sports, it is different. We're not it's as represented because we don't hit as much. It's a novelty. Now, yeah. I'm talking about quarterbacks, especially 20 yeah. years ago. Not really, but yeah, the fatness course. is what did it. But. Uh, but yeah, I mean a white corner a white corner back was just drafted in the third round, I think, in this draft. And that he's the first one since Jason Seahorn, who retired in yeah. two thousand one, I believe it That's was. That's what so. it is. It's certain positions. And really I was just going on the basketball thing. I forgot that we brought up Jared Lorenzen. But yeah, man, whenever there's like a, a fucking like I mean, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he means a lot to a lot of people. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So uh the Kentucky Derby <laughs> I kind of, I sort of missed it. Did you? Yeah. Did you miss it? What happened? Uh, well, some horse took it home. I believe some horse horse took it home. I stayed yeah. at home. They they had a Kentucky Derby party that my wife went to, but I opted to stay home uh, with the baby, and I instead watched the third round of the Wells Fargo Championship. Um, I don't know who won. I assume that there was no because this is when they find out if like is this the last race of the Triple Crown. No, it's the first one. It's the first one? Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't hear any news about it. The news I heard and, you know, uh, content warning. Mage. That's a little boring. It's just, the horse's name is just Mage. Mage. That don't hit. Yeah. I like it when it's like like country mage. Plantation mage. You know, something like that. Like, 
just regular old mage ain't really doing it for me, but I guess they've brought it home. I have, I've always wanted to go to the Kentucky Derby. It just, just go and just be as white as possible. You know what I mean? Drink some oh, yeah. mint juleps. I don't even like mint, but wear a silly hat and, you know, talk like a plantation owner or whatever for a while. And Mint juleps are gross. Seems fun. I've never had one and I don't like mint, so I can't well, dude, imagine I would like them. But, I was about you know, to say, like, when I'm in a, Rome. Yeah, I'm a fan of mint. And I, to me, like, it's just, it's one of them drinks where I'm like, guys, I think all of us agree that just straight whiskey would be better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's just do that. Um, yeah, I would, I, it would be a fun experience for me and you to go to. I mean, one of the most fun gambling experiences me and you ever had was betting on a horse, but that was just, were we in a casino? No, I was about to say, what makes that, for, you're right, that was a tremendous gambling experience, which it's only made more impressive by the fact that we were in an unused hotel room serving as the green room in a Jacksonville, <laughs> Florida comedy club. <laughs> so it was like a repurposed, like, like a days in repurposed yeah. days in sort of. And it was a room that we were in and we watched on like, I feel like it wasn't even a flat screen. I feel like no. it was like an old CRT TV or that whatever. That you roll in. That you roll in. Yeah. One of those deals. We're watching, uh, it was either the Derby. It might've been the Belmont stakes. I can't remember which one it was, but we were watching it. We had just randomly bet on the same horse beforehand. And then that horse ended up winning and, I mean, you'll get fired up, dude. Now. I mean, we were slapping our leg, dude. Yeah. Like it was fucking crazy, but no, I would like, I think that'd be a fun experience for me and you to go to, like you said, I mean, the, you know, the Kentucky Derby on the offset seems like the perfect Venn diagram. It's fancy people, it's horses, it's, it's in Kentucky, but it, you mainly only see the fancy parts of it. I think me and you would have to go like the, uh, the West Welker route. If we were to go there, do you remember Wes Welker a couple years ago at the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, he Derby? did a whole bunch of Molly and was giving people stacks of cash and shit while twacked <laughs> yeah. out of his mind at the Kentucky so, Derby. Yeah, of course I remember that. So how I remember it being told was that, yeah, Wes Welker went, he bet, he won a lot of money, but he was on Molly or Ecstasy, and as he's leaving, people were like, holy shit, Wes Welker, and he didn't want to talk to nobody, so he was just handing stacks of $100 bills like, here, take this, get the fuck out of my face. I mean, obviously, I've never been, and I do feel like the outward presentation of the Derby is is one of fanciness, but uh, I know that one of the other three races in the Triple Crown, the Preakness, right? Mm -hmm. The Preakness takes place in Baltimore, Maryland. I've never been to that either, but uh, this comedian named Ryan Sickler, who's from Baltimore, I I've heard... Ryan. Yeah, he's awesome. I've heard him talk about the Preakness. He used to go when he was, uh, when he was younger, and like, dude, to hear him tell it, it's fucking trash all the way. Talladega. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just wild as fuck in the, in the, uh, the yard or whatever in front of, yeah. in front of that place. They, they do this thing called the, the running of the Johns or the running of the something, some turlet word where they yeah. like, they get drunk and run across the, the line of porta potties, like while people <laughs> are in the porta potties and people down below, try to hit the runner with cans of beer or something like that to knock them off the portify or something. And that's like, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Maybe half drunk, you know, I don't yeah. know, but, uh, and that's like a yearly tradition at the Preakness. So like, you know, there's gotta be some trashness going down at the Derby. There's gotta be. Oh yeah, for sure. In those bottom seats or no, actually, I guess the top seat. I don't know. Like it's weird whenever I see like pictures of the derby like they'll they'll show like the nosebleeds and it's a bunch of people in seersucker as well like i don't know where the trash maybe the trash is like they don't even get seats like they're just like standing room only in like a pit 
Well, I'm just basing this on what I would do, but I bet a lot yeah. of the trash gets gussied up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or, One outing. So, so they're just like yeah. jumped up trash, lip, you know, pigs with lipstick on. Lipstick on, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, the, the only thing I heard of, about the Derby, and, and this is Derby related, but it was actually before the Derby, was that, and again, content warning if you're squeamish around animal death, uh, that apparently four of the horses died the day before the Derby. Is, is that a lot? I mean, it sounds like a lot no, to me. The, th the thing is, it sounds like a lot to me, too. And, like, I really wish I had this pulled up, but I was like, holy shit, how is this not bigger news? And it seemed like everybody in the comments was just like, yeah, you'll have that. They get them all juiced up on fucking horse, horse HGH. And, yeah. and then their hearts explode. But, like, yeah, everybody was like, there were some people acting like that might have been a low number. But like that's fucking crazy that the odds of your horse dying are like pretty great, and these people still spend millions and millions of dollars only to have them, you know, stroke out right before the race. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It hasn't attracted more adverse attention from the uh, PETA tree huggers of the world. Yeah, because the because uh, I remember there was an HBO show all about horse racing with Dustin Hoffman, and it called Luck, and it was I think it might have been a David. Simon or David Chet, one of the, it was either, it was some prestige show. It was either like the wire guy or the Sopranos guy or somebody yeah. like that made Simon this show. And and it was, was going to be their next big thing. Right. And, uh, and all-star cast and all this stuff, but it only lasted one season. Cause it ultimately they had to shut it down. Cause they just could not stop <laughs> killing horses on that show. <laughs> like production shut down like four or five different times. Cause they killed another horse and they're like, all right, everybody meeting. <laughs> we have got to stop killing these horses, okay? And everybody's like, you got it, right, no problem. And then three weeks later, in you know, Deadline Hollywood, third horse dies as luck production runs afoul of, you know, whatever. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe they're just more fragile than they look or something. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're not meant to beat and drive an animal that hard. <laughs> Maybe that's it, but, you know. The arrogance well, of man, I don't see us slowing that down any, so. Do you remember how they, because, like, the racing, I get why a horse would, like, at least logically, I go, well, you know, they are training really, really hard, but a horse on a show, like. Yeah, but the show were, not it was a show. The horse it was killed a, itself. Like, it, it was a show about horse racing, and I guess, oh, you know, right. practical oh, effects, were, yeah. like, they were, like, they were running them, Actually, I yeah, think. Yeah, you're right, my and bad, I'm just, stupid. And they kept dying. Yeah. Don't, don't I, hit yeah. No, again, though, like, it, it really is crazy that, like, because, I mean, say what you will about PETA, but one thing they are not is quiet. Um, yeah. And I have, and, like, and, you know, Twitter is like a cesspool for a lot of that shit. I ain't seen, you know, word one about it. I guess that, like, I don't know, the people on Twitter that I follow that would be mad about that just don't even follow the Kentucky Derby even a little bit. So, fuck, I don't know. But rest in peace to all them horses. Yeah. Rest in peace, my horse homies. Uh, it's been a big week for fancy people. Shit, was it, it literally the same day? I'm uh, talking, yeah, of course, the, about yes. the. That's what I thought. Yes, the, the coronation of King Charles the. What is he? King Charles the Second, I believe. And yeah, I said that the coronation See, and the the what? sub the thing I'm gonna be talking about later. An ancillary person to the reading of it. Is a king named Charles II? I thought. no. Then I well then uh, I'm wrong. Then I'm no 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 wrong. no no no. I don't think you are though. Uh, you know they just be making that shit up. 
I know, but the numbers, I should at least get the numbers right. Yeah, right? you would think. Well, maybe, hold on, the guy you're talking about was from a different family of Charles's. Like, he might be the second okay. Charles Windsor, or like Guvenschlachen, or whatever it was called before. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, that's, I'm just trying to, I don't, I don't think that we're, there's no way we're both wrong. Or we're, Yeah, there is. There's a huge chance that we're both wrong. There was a Charles II in the 1600s uh, who was the king of Scotland, England, and Ireland. Okay, um, so that was the Tudor dynasty, maybe. Or the well, you got no. me on that part, but 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 either way, he this one's the second too, right? I don't know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, oh, uh, dude. I could have been completely wrong. Hold on, just a second. This is a very what King Charles. Now he's the third. Now he's okay. 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 All right. I'm sorry. I just pulled that out of my fucking ass. Well, it's funny. I was also thinking second, but I might have been thinking second because I was just reading about a Charles II that was the... the I just said a thing. You know what it is? I just remembered seeing it in print, and there was at least two dashes by his name, and I omitted the third, and I'm a fucking... Uh -huh. So, yeah, he's the third. That makes way more sense. Did you see the mental gymnastics that I went through to in order that, for me okay. not to be wrong? Yeah, I yeah. was like, well, clearly, it just means that it's right. a different dynastic family. Not that I misread yeah. two and three. Right. Look at it's all, all right, them soldiers fucking stepping out of line, except my boy. That's me and my brain about this. We got there at the end of the day, though, and it was, you know, 400 years, 400 plus years between Charles's. That's pretty a long good. time. Pretty long yeah. time for, you know, Charles, I'm, I don't, you know, because Charles is like a William or a, a oh, John yeah. or anything, you know, think there would have been another Charles somewhere in there, but I guess not. No Charles. Of course, they stay switched over to Wimmerns for a while, and so that'll do it. Yeah, that that's actually for the I think 156 out of the last 300 years they've been reigned by a woman. Right. So and and I mean uh, Queen Elizabeth doing most of the heavy lifting there. Victoria too was there for a long time. Yeah. Right? So I yeah, mean I you know that, that right there will cut back on your the number of Charleses you have. Yeah, I'm surprised that like, I mean. Now, granted, I'm not, like, as tuned in to, like, British news as I am American news and all this shit. And, like, obviously she was, like, she was coronated fucking, you know, 70 years ago or whatever. But, like, do you think that was a big, like, ha having a queen, like, you'd think that would just be like, no, 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 no. We can't, she, the king can have a wife that's the queen, but there's no fucking way we're going to have a queen rule. Like, I mean, that's I crazy. It. I mean, they, I don't know when the first one, what there was Mary queen of Scots for sure. And that like, and she pretty old timey, I reckon. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't know when they broke the seal on, okay, I guess we'll let a woman do it. Right. But I assume it had to be like, this family must continue right. to rule for whatever and reason. And there ain't no dudes left. So I guess right. it's going to have to be her or something because yeah, it's, I've definitely had the thought before that it's wild that they even had queens yeah, before it, Elizabeth just because right. you know, women didn't used to be allowed to do nothing. Right, but, like now. But you know, fuck, like, dude, Cleopatra, you know, yeah, whole, no. whole different society and everything. But, like, that's wild, too. Really. It is wild that, that, like, that one little tiny part, like, if you can be progressive in a monarchical system, but, like, that one tiny part of the past was actually not completely sexist is kind of wild. I think they still hated all the other women. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? It was really just the one. And I guess yeah, they were right. like, well, God, God says Say we got to be all right with her. So what are you going to do? Yeah. But, but, but fucking Meredith could shut her mouth. Though, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I don't want no back top from her or Vic, you know, um, Vicky. That's not a name from back then. Uh, anyway, so the coronation of King Charles the Third did it hit? Yeah, it. I mean, look. Here's the thing. It, it, <laughs> did you watch I, the whole thing? I, okay. I watched up until they were going to go outside. Like he'd been crowned. Then they were going outside for his like victory lap in a fucking Cinderella carriage type thing. Uh-huh. And this this is three and a half to four hours later. And I was and, and and like I'd been up since four o'clock. And I was gonna I was say like, when did it start? It's, I, I got up at four so I could be over at my mama's house for tea and scones. Uh, it started at five hour time. And I was Damn. told because I did, I, I was going to do the coronation last week. So I'd already done my research. And in my research, I was told, nay, promised that the that Charles himself was trimming the time of the coronation because it used to be a three, four hour affair. And he wanted it to be a, quote, tidy 90 minutes and it was fucking three and a half hours long before he even leaves the place and at that point the sun was coming up and it was a pretty day outside and i was like i'm not wasting any more of my goddamn time but how was it i only i don't have anything to compare it to <laughs> except like i've seen footage of queen elizabeth's you know like little clips or whatever of course uh history buffs will know hers was the first to ever be televised um but it was certainly it's like the the pace of it from the beginning to what I saw was like the red carpet, except for no one hit. You know what I mean? Like it was just uh-huh. stuffy aristocrat after stuffy aristocrat walking in. The only person I saw that I was like, I'd like to sit next to her was Dame Maggie Smith. Um, yeah. Would Wonder you like if Lord me? Pickles was there. Uh, dude, I guarantee you Lord Pickles was there. I just didn't mm. like recognize him. Would you like me to read? I, I live tweeted it and I can, I can read you real quick exactly how I felt about it. Uh, I'll skip some that don't hit, but sure. Here, here's, <laughs> I don't think you any of them did. I'm about to say, yeah, it's funny. You're like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking with that one, but yeah, a glimpse <laughs> into the mind of past Cho as he okay. watches the coronation. Yes, and to just have some of these are without context, but I think they'll work. So up watching this silly hoopla with my mom so we can talk about it on putting on airs. Okay, Maggie Smith is there. It's less stupid now. Can Tony Blair not afford a tailor for his pants? Uh Boris walked <laughs> Boris walked in like he was getting chips at spoons. Justin Trudeau looking like a snack, as per usual. This whole thing looks like the BR guest scene in Beauty and the Beast if the characters were all played by dinosaurs. They got the windows down in that carriage like Camilla's about to roll a blunt. <laughs> and this is this is funny too. We while we were watching it and Charles was like coming he he rides in one carriage to get there and then a separate carriage afterwards. I guess the second carriage like now that you're you and God are tight, you can have the gold carriage. We're sitting there watching it, and it's so fucking boring. And mom, in all sincerity, goes, you know, he really should be waving more. Because he was just kind of <laughs> fucking sitting there, and that pissed her off. Uh, oh, well, old What m- are they doing the whole time? Like, prayers and incantations they and were just stuff? Si- are dude, they, like, waving scepters around his head and so, lighting 
ceremonial candles. Like, what the fuck are they reading so from once, ancient tomes? Like, once, once what are the they thing, doing for four thing, fucking hours? <laughs> well, dude, most of it, again, was just people piling in. Like, his ride from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey, where, of course, they had the first coronation in Westminster Abbey in the 1400s. Uh, his ride from there was so fucking long, and it was just people kind of, like, stumbling in. And then, like, there was a really awkward spot where, like, Clearly, people had gotten there late, and their seats were in the middle, so people were having to, like, get up, uh, because, like, like Harry was a little bit, like, classic. I was um, gonna ask what happened with him, because I feel like I saw he, something on Twitter, didn't he? He got, like, a not primo spot, and then bounced yeah, or something, yeah. like... he was, he was sitting there, and th he was sitting there next to someone who don't hit like Megan wasn't there. Like she wasn't there at all. Um, speculation that anticipated is that, or I don't, you know, I don't really know to me. It's like, dude, if you're going to let Harry be there, dude, if you don't let Megan be there now, it's a subject. Like you could just make it a non thing, but that's what I don't know. That's one of those things that I feel like they were going to, it would have been a thing either way. Like they would have bitched right. if she was there, like the, all right audacity right. to show her face at this sacred moment and also evidently if she wasn't there then that would be that would cause a kerfuffle too i yeah, guess total lose-lose situation um i mean another person who was in a lose-lose situation uh was joe biden who was absent he sent jill in his place and me and dad were actually on the couch talking about it and, and dad was like you know it hits for me that he's not there <laughs> and i was like well, yeah i hear you i read that we've you know how we be with kings historically. Yeah. I read that no American president has ever attended a coronation of a British monarch, just on principle. Like we don't, it, we don't I, do that. As I a bet one rule, reason is what I read. So I bet one reason is a security purpose. Now you've got two world leaders in the same spot. You know what I mean? I mean, granted, Charles is is only by title or whatever. But but in my opinion, though, Biden. It, I didn't know that was the rule, but like he's almost in a lose lose because like if he goes, then it's like couldn't he be worrying more, you know, about more shit? And then if he don't, it's like he can't even be bothered to go to this historical event. I also think that I heard or saw somewhere at some point that we are our leaders, our diplomats, whatever, also don't uh kneel or bow or yeah. whatever like some people like kneel before the sovereign over there and whatnot yeah. but like from the you know ever since we handed them that l in 1776 yeah. we're like yeah we don't play that which is and, and that does hit all that hits for yeah. me it's yeah. like yeah we're friends but still you know uh, so, so i'm uh, on board speaking of harry walking in harry walks in very sheepishly because he's coming in behind can you guess who was there in front of harry walking in uh oh uh was it uh the pederast yep prince the Diddler, andrew prince, prince andrew, andrew. and so Diddler. he walk he walks in and harry it's like clear that they were supposed to come in together but harry's like leaving it just enough <laughs> like, room. they like put them together is well, it I don't, like i'm just saying here, they and now the shame retinue <laughs> yeah. Well, they were like behold those with whom we have little favor to go you know <laughs> yeah. like, and it's funny that like what this Harry dude, did is the same. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, comparing their two transgressions. Yeah. And, and they're both shamed. They're shunned for that. Well, That's I say funny. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I say they came in together because basically everyone came in with like their plus one, who like their wife or whatever. So people were walking two by two like Noah in the Ark. But Andrew comes in alone and right behind him is Harry. And it, it almost looks like they were, like I said, they were supposed to walk in together, but Harry's leaving just enough room, you know, yeah. back there where it's like, okay, I mean, I'm still in the same frame, but there's not going to be a side-by-side pick. And he had a very peculiar look on his face. And like, frankly, I don't really understand Prince Andrew, like being there because they've already like, I'm pretty sure that Charles had said like, he, he cut off all his bullshit, you know, that don't hit. And so to me, it's like, dude, now, if you're really going to go, there's Megan can't be there, but you invite this motherfucker. That's a little weird. Yeah, for sure. Um, a couple more tweets. Uh, someone else who showed up old man, Parker boils, which was very awkward. That was, uh, Camilla's first, uh, oh, okay. if you can remember, I can't believe the Royal horses are shitting everywhere. How terribly uncouth. Uh, then mom came in with another zinger. I wonder if Charles farts in front of Camilla. Uh, and this is when Prince, <laughs> yeah, Prince Andrew just walked in like, wait, isn't this a Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, <laughs> Do they have a poop boy for the ho- horse poop? Like, I did mean, you see like a, like, you know, like a ball boy in tennis, some little, uh, like coal faced street urchin runs in there with a shovel and, uh, scoops the poop up. I'm probably not. I imagine at least put no, a feather in his hat or something like that, but it's you funny know, you say that. Cause I just dad, let the poop sit. Cause my dad, my dad basically asked the same thing when we were sitting there watching it, this horse, you know, dumped a fucking huge load and dad was just like. I guarantee when they cut back, that shit ain't there. And I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? He's like, they definitely got something like a chimney sweep or something that's going to go mm-hmm. in there. Because like at the Masters, that's a thing where like if a golfer hits a ball and it knocks down a limb, I swear to God, they will catch that limb before it hits the fucking ground and take it off the course. So like, I'm a, I don't know. I, I think they probably did. I mean, you know, like, you, you know, keep it real. But I mean, dude, them it was a long ride. Them horses was shitting their ass off, dude. Yeah. I mean, horses be pooping. It's like women and shopping, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, another tweet. Where the fuck is Mr. Bean? A glaring omission, in my opinion. Uh, Charles better tip this horse at least 15%. Uh, (laughs) Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, this was interesting. 
So maybe not to you. Uh, well, no, it should be to you. Th this this fucking announcer, man. Like he, I don't know if he was super nervous about calling the coronation because, like, and I and I don't know who this guy is, but I have to assume they've got the Jim Nance of yeah. over there to do it. You know what I mean? He he accidentally called uh, Prince Louis Prince George. And like it's funny because he just goes, "Oh, there's Prince Louis there," and my mom goes, "That's George, that's George." And then the other announcer was like, <clears throat> "That is Prince George," you know. And it was like, a, and, and it was like that oh shit moment, like, dude, if Who, this was two hundred years ago, your head's getting cut off. Who's Prince Louis? Louis, the other kid. Ain't that, oh. they got yeah, that's William oh, okay. and I, William and Kate have uh, Louis and George, I believe. Yeah. Oh well, that's. Um, a a truly unforgivable transgression there mixing them two kids up. But I know what you mean. I mean, in the, yeah, over there, I mean, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure that other guy was just seething. He yeah. got the name, but he mixed up the eight with the six year old or however, however old them kids be. Yeah. And last tweet, the coronation in the Kentucky Derby happening on the same day is like a combination KFC Taco Bell for people who don't pay their taxes. Oh, um, nice. yeah, thank you. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I thought it, I just lost my document. I thought it was, I mean, what can you, like, what can you do? Like it, there was so much Trey, if you needed some pomp or some, some circumstance, circumstance. Yeah. well, they got it all, buddy. You ain't yeah. got no fucking, no circumstance. Both, both pomp and circumstance at this point. Yeah. So just a, just a, uh, like, so they, there's four initial parts of the coronation. There is the first one, which is the recognition. That's where they're presented to everyone. And they have to, they have to be like, it's, it's basically that part in marriage when they say, does anyone here object, you know, speak now or forever, you know, hold your peace. Well, like, they they do that for the king. You know what I mean? Like he had to get up there and they do this thing. And there's never been that so far, like in recorded history, there's never been a time when someone has been like, he shouldn't be king. Fuck him. But the only reason is, is because Prince Charles or King Charles, like kings or queens in the past, they get to control the invite list. So like they only pick people for whom they know they hit for. Right. Because a lot yeah, of people, I would imagine talking, you would you would yeah shy away from inviting your usurpers to yes. the uh, to the coronation. Yeah, if you know somebody's got designs on the throne, you're like, well, we're gonna have to leave him off the guest list. <laughs> yeah, so like, because there were a lot of people that were talking about, dude, there's gonna be massive protests at the coronation this year. Like, it's gonna be crazy. And then I was reading some people go like, I mean, yeah, there will be outside of this other building where the fucking cops aren't, you know, because like they're going to have this place boarded off. You might hear some stuff from outside. Speaking of which, I know there was at least one. I was disappointed to find out that it wasn't at the actual. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be at the coronation itself, but I found out later it wasn't. But one form of protest was apparently some. uh some cho of a groundskeeper at one of the coronation and celebration sites mowed a big dick into the, into the <laughs> lawn. You see that? You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah I did. It's just I so thought nice it was here. in, yeah, I thought it was in, I thought it was like at the spot, but it turns out it was at the, cause they have celebrate coronation celebrations all across the country. Right. And it was at the one in Bath. Lovely. We've been there. Very, very beautiful place. It's funny. It, that's a, that's a, that's a almost as funny place to have a dick in the yard is at Bath. Cause Bath is very, oh, it's very like Georgian and it's classy and beautiful and shit. So to have like, you know, the central 
you know, hit spot in Bath to be adorned with a penis is, uh, you know, still pretty good. Wonder if they uh, chuck that guy into the dungeons. Oh yeah, know, he's, he's in the Tower of London. Bread, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. put him in the stocks. Throw miters at him. <laughs> well, for as the I rest said, of his days, there weren't any protesters. Obviously, there. I'm certain that there were some outside because, dude. I mean, you can't go anywhere in a big city without there being protesters. That's fine. That's great or whatever. But there was there was only one time in history when they thought that there was a protesting going on. So, like, this was, uh, I believe, it was William the Conqueror. So he's getting. Uh, not inaugurated, coronated, right? And so they get to the part where everyone, he's like, speak now forever, hold your peace, yay or nay or whatever. Well, the people loved William the Conqueror, loved the shit out of him. So everybody in there not only was not going nay, they start losing their fucking mind like, hell yeah, that's our guy, woo! And just start, you know, the medieval equivalent of shooting pistols in the air, you know, whatever that is, like hitting swords together, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, but... He had conquered them, though, right? Was he? So he was no, viewed no, as like no, a no. liberator or something. No, he. I think he was. He was. He became William the Conqueror because of him being king, and he was there and conquered people for them. I believe is the deal. No, you that wanna... was the Norman conquest, right? He can't like the Normans invaded oh. and conquered England in 1066, yeah, and William the Conqueror was the leader of the Normans. weren't weren't he? I mean, I, here's all I know. I'm pulling that from like, you know, 10th grade. That uh, could be true. History or whatever. But all I know about it is that the people in the crowd were actually cheering and like fucking like, hell yeah, this is our guy. This is our guy. But the guards outside thought that they were like, boo, off with his head, boo. And so they just started lighting fire to the whole city. Like his people just went and started lighting fire to the whole city. And then they got out and he was like, what? I was killing it. You know what I mean? They loved me. That's funny because I so I looked it up just to see if I was at all right about that. And the first thing on Wikipedia says, William the First, usually known as William the Conqueror, and sometimes known as William the Bastard. Nice. <laughs> Seems like it was, uh, you know, something of a divisive subject. But yeah, he led an army of Normans to victory over the Anglo-Saxon forces at the Battle of Hastings. Yes, and suppressed subsequent English you know what, revolts. Dude, so like I he came up there and just that. conquered their ass, but maybe Harold Godwinson, who was leading the English the Anglo-Saxons before William conquered his ass, maybe he just super didn't hit for people. And so when William conquered him, they were like, "Hey, this guy, this is way better." You know, until his people set everything on fire and and all that stuff, but well, you this... got to foresee a conqueror setting some shit on fire, in my opinion. You can't be that surprised, you know. No, but... I agree, and this says a lot about me and my segment, is that uh, I literally did a full breakdown of the Battle of Hastings. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, granted, dude, that was like in studio days, probably the third episode of the day, but yeah, you're correct. But either way, that was the, the, the thing. Then they So they do that, they present him to everybody, like, yay, nay, whatever. And then he's got to take uh, the oath, right, which is where they say their piece about like, Oh, I'm going to reign justly and mercifully, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and this this part, the coronation oath and the uh, accession declaration, these are the only parts of the ceremony that are, like, actually required by law. This is the only thing that has to happen. You know what I mean? So, realistically, the whole thing really is like a fucking wedding. It's like, you only got to say this or you could do it at the court, but, like, you know, here you go. He takes the oath. Uh, then they do the anointing. 
right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've talked. We've talked oil, about this. Yes, yes. They took all. The, they took all the whale liver and yes. goose bud out of it, or whatever was in there. Yes. Uh, yeah. The it's it has to be the Archduke of Canterbury, which I am so proud of myself that I recognized him when we were watching the coronation. It was like me seeing my favorite sports guy. I was sitting there going, "Oh shit, that's the Archduke of Canterbury. Yeah. It's got to be. The- he got the oil." You know? The Leo, the Leo on the couch. Yeah, main, that was it. You know, <laughs> that was once it. upon a time me. in Hollywood, that's you with the Archduke of Canterbury. Yeah, yeah. Well, so like, cheers to that because I wouldn't have a fucking clue what that guy looks like. Yeah, I don't know, man. He looks exactly like the Archduke of Canterbury. Yeah, like <laughs> he got a silly hat. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like don't real get wrong, silly hat. I bet. Like, and, and because like two opulent like, robe. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. So like right, all you. the all the like. You know, like festooned all... with baubles, perhaps. <laughs> yes, dude. I was searching for a phrase, and it was festooned with baubles. Yeah, yeah. I, it was like on the tip of my tongue. But yeah. uh, but you could separate him like kind of easily from everybody else because a lot of people were like in their 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 dress reds, I guess. Over the, like they're wearing the red coats and shit like that. Like Charles actually had a couple outfit changes, like fucking Aretha Franklin or some shit. Cause like he went in and he was like, he had on like a robe that kind of looked like that dress that nobody could tell if it was blue and black or white and, and gold. You know what I mean? Like one of them kind of gimmicks. And then at one point, uh, he, ch- I can't remember what the fuck else he changed into, but like everybody comes in there and it looks like the red coats are coming to town. And then the Archduke of Canterbury, I mean, yeah, he's got the fucking like the hat that does this and then this. It's like a, it's mm-hmm. like a rectangle and a triangle, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that looks like a Fitting fucking felt shakes. pin. A felt yeah. pin. That's what it uh, looks like. So, like I said, and we talked about it before. Originally, where everybody thought this, well, they say that this oil came from Mother Mary, like that she actually gave somebody this oil to put on the fucking British king or some shit. Uh, it also used to be said that it had healing powers. So, like, if the king once he gets the oil on, uh then he can touch you and you're healed. Yet apparently like the, he didn't just like do that. No, I, you know, that type of thing, that type of thing. I've always, anytime something like that comes up where it's like legend holds that it bestows these, you know, magical, mystical powers or whatever. I'm always like, okay, but surely they tried it at some point and it never worked. right? Right. So like, why do they keep saying that just to uphold the, the mystery or whatever. So, cause I mean, yeah, no, he can't, he can't do that. Of course it's funny not. if like their official story was like, he can, he just chooses, chooses not, not to. to. Yeah. He doesn't deign to heal the sickly for that is beneath him as the ruler. They, they actually used to back in the day, there was like this, uh, there was some sort of like cloth. It was sort of like a red carpet type situation. There was a cloth that they put down to uh for the king to walk across before he got to his coronation and then they the church or something would then take that cloth and cut it up into tiny little pieces and then sell it for a profit to pay for like church shit or something like that um but so he gets and like i said charles is now it's vegan there's no whale stuff in it because he's you know all that but the, they put it on and by the way you can't see this you this the whole this whole part was they had like 10 British soldiers come with those like, you know, the things that women put in front of them when they're changing bathing suits at the, uh-huh. yeah, like, like a couple of like really fancy those things. And they boxed yeah. him in and like for like a very awkward 10 minutes, 
he was sitting there getting oiled up. Oiled with up. It. Yeah, using a coronation spoon, which this is kind of neat. They've been using the same coronation spoon since 1349. Pretty wild, nice. huh? Keep yeah. up with a little now, bit. Where does that like go that? in between the soup spoon and the teaspoon and the uh, cream <laughs> spoon and all that? Where's the coronation spoon go? I'm assuming all the way on the inside because you work your way outside <laughs> in. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's funny that like that part, you know, the peasants are not permitted to gaze upon because right. like that's like the part. That's oh the, yeah, you know what I mean. That's, that's like the real. part. That's the yeah. actual coronation part right there. It's sort four of hours of bullshit routine. and just that one part. And that's the only part you're not allowed to see. That's pretty raven to me. But but you know you we shall not we we can't gaze upon their hits. Right. Uh, but I mean you know you think about how are we even to be certain that he is in fact the king? You know if king. we're not right, like we we don't know we don't know what happened behind those uh, partitions back there. Archduke might have been on some bullshit. Could have been fake oil. Might have been just regular olive oil, not king oil. It's impossible for us to say if they won't let us bear witness, but, you know, that's I not like, for me to say. I like to believe that as soon as they put those up, Charles looked at the Archduke and just went, Are you, you think they're buying this shit? You know what I mean? Like they had like one of those knowing laughs or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he gets, he gets anointed. Then they sit him on the coronation chair, which is where they keep the stone of scone, uh, which is a slab of red Biscuit stone. rock. Biscuit rock. There you go. Biscuit rock. Yeah. Which is a, a big slab of red rock that, for some reason, they stole from the Hits. Scottish. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> they stole it Just from the Scottish. It probably hit for the Scottish, and they were like, yeah. well, we, we'll, we'll not have that. We'll yeah. have that. Thank you very much. And unless my reading was wrong, they, like, gave it back to Scotland, but then they borrow it every time there's a coronation, which I have to assume does not hit for Scotland. You know, because like, I, you know, Scottish and Irish Twitter this weekend was a very different place than uh, for sure. Than, you know what I mean? Like they were Not just totally. and I and uh, hey, I'm fucking you know, I'm with you on that. So then there's the uh, that Camilla also got crowned, you know, during all that. I mean, she it took, you know, two hours to do him. And then they were just kind of like, here you go, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever. But they actually had there was some controversy surrounding her. uh her coronation, not only from the fact that like, you know, I mean, it was already controversial that those two were even together. Normally, like they wouldn't let someone be the queen consort if they come from a split home and like, but I think at this point they were like, all right, but like they've now been together longer than Charles and Diana ever were. So like, can we not let bygones be bygones, whatever. But one thing that was noticeably absent uh, from Camilla's crown because she was wearing Queen Mary's uh, crown, like uh, the Queen, it was the fucking old crown, and it's got like all the royal jewels in it or whatever, except for they removed one. There was a slight modification. They took out the, and I'm going to very badly pronounce this, the Koh-i-Noor diamond, which is a diamond uh, that they, you know, shocker here, stole from the Indians, uh, mm. and it was a super, it's a super sacred diamond to them, and and it said that like, she, she was gonna uh she was gonna take it out of her crown i was like oh that's nice they're fucking they didn't give it back no <laughs> just they but like don't even let them the see it not even on the <laughs> yeah. telly not but from like, a world away are they permitted to see it it belongs only to us <laughs> it's according to a lot of indian historians like the this was a stone that was like revered by the gods like Krishna, but that they also claimed now carries a curse on it. 
So yeah, well, you dude, know, you know, you steal any of that stuff like that. You can't be stealing sacred relics from other cultures. You're just begging right. to get cursed, in my opinion. You know, it's not no. just Egypt. I'm sure India's got some good curses under their belt. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. But but you know, again, I'm I'm glad that I watched it uh, because it was a historical moment that you know, really though. William is a little bit older than me, so it's possible that I could see two more of these in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, definitely going to yeah. see William. Might see Prince Louis or George. Uh, but it, but other than that, it was like, dude, they needed the WWE to produce this motherfucker, or at least the Super Bowl team or something like that. It was all choirs. Um, I mean, some of the choirs hit. And, I, hey, I would like to say this. Now, granted, I only have – I have no coronations to compare this to. But the, not the crowd, not the audience, because those were all fucking old, white, scaly, you know, fucking monarch aristocrats. But the, like, entertainment and the people who were, like, singing and, like, carrying oils and stuff, it was actually a very diverse group. Like, there was mm -hmm. a lot of people of color, like, like a lot, you know. And, and the first time I noticed it, I was just like, I was thinking about how much that wouldn't hit for Prince Philip. And then I kept noticing it. And, and it sounds stupid for me to be like, I noticed it. But like, I'm, I mean, I don't think I should feel bad for when this happens and I see a black person to be like, well, <laughs> I'll be damned. But there, there was, you know, they had a, a black choir. They also had like, there was a choir down like both sides, which was like people of all ages, like a lot of young boys, a lot of young girls. And they sort of like scored the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like when people were coming in, they were singing their tunes and like setting the mood. And then every time there was a shift in something, they would start singing a different song and they would put the title of the song and like who composed it. And there was this one dude, there was like honestly 15 to 20 songs. And this one fucking guy got eight of his own in. You know what nice. I mean? Like, yeah, which I know that like, was you know, the royalties. <laughs> no, it wasn't staying. It wasn't was staying Sting. there. And Sting no, I was mean, probably there somewhere, right? If he was, I didn't feel like that, Sting would be there. I think that's but. kind of what that's another thing I wanted to talk about was that I now again, I may have just missed it, and I'm certain that there was an after party afterwards that I missed. But from what I saw, and by the way, Boris was there. Um, from what I saw, Maggie Smith was like the only celebrity cele that I recognized. I'm certain that there were some over there that they would recognize, but like I know they're top shits you know but maggie smith was the only one that i recognized and i was fully expecting like sting elton john, elton john you know like david beckham or some shit like that but like i was i dude i figured that elton john was gonna sing a goddamn song right yeah and i mean well, maybe maybe they, they might not hit for elton you know because i mean he was real tight yeah, with diana, diana thing uh, yeah because he sang at her funeral and shit so like you know that's maybe there's actually, a rift there that's actually a really good point. Uh, but the coronation did happen. Uh, they have yeah. a new king. I want to I ask you about this. Uh, this is, that's Charles's first portrait as, as king right there. Yeah. Uh, he, what this, this holy orb, he's got oh, a yeah. nice orb there. Do you know what the story is with that orb? Uh, I, I saw some people calling it the holy hand grenade. Has that got like king oil in it? What's uh, what's going on there? Also, I would point out that it's like it's wild to see one of these 
king portraits like in 4k or whatever it's crazy you know what i mean it's crazy it's it's wild because it's a mixture of like that's a pretty that would not be out of place amongst king portraits it's just wild because of the modern nature of it and everything and how it looks it's just it's all kind of surreal sort of yeah, I can't remember what that fucking orb is called. I know that I wrote it down at some at some point, and I can't find it. But there's that orb, and then there's that scepter. And from what I've read, I believe about that orb is like that particular orb is actually. And I could be wrong. Please send mail if I'm wrong. But that orb is not actually as ornate as you think it is. Like a lot of it is just for show. Like it's not made of like solid gold or anything. And it's kind of just like I don't know. It's weird. It's like there was well, something. What's there was, the point? You know? so it looks like it hits. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but it looks like I mean he the king. They're the fucking royal I, I family. Agree. They can't get some shit that actually hits in there. They gotta fake their I, hits like my like my aunts, you know, and they get gussied up for the fucking homecoming days or whatever, like costume jewelry, the royal orb version of that. It seems odd to me. Dad, look up stuff on that scepter and orb and send it to us in the text. Yeah, I I can't remember. Like I don't like all the things I had written down was like the the, the the crown was Queen Mary's and there was a thing about Scotland. I don't like, I think it's just, I don't think this is me. I don't think that that particular scepter is like an old scepter. I think that's just like his scepter. I think they're lousy with scepters. Oh, they, you know, it just, they got a whole room full of scepters over there. Yeah. Uh, BPP notes that a Katy Perry was there just so you know. Oh, how did I miss uh, that? B it's the sovereign's orb. Uh, okay. The ancient history of the scepters and orb. Uh, let's see here. I what may a, have been completely wrong and also may have been the thinking of something completely different. The orb and one of the scepters were most recently seen when they were placed on the coffin of Elizabeth at her state funeral. But I guess they then they put them up there just for a photo op and then took them away <laughs> or whatever. I guess. Yeah. Uh, she held them part of the crown jewels, a collection of more than a hundred objects that are of incalculable cultural, historical, and symbolic value. Uh, some of them, the scepters and orb are some of the most storied and iconic objects associated with, associated with the royal family. The pieces date back to the 17th century and are traditionally a major part of the ceremony when a new monarch takes the throne because each has a special meaning. 17th century, that's new shit. I agree. I thought it'd be older than that, too. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's what turned me off of it in my research. I saw something from the 1700s. I was like, that ain't interesting. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The scepter is meant to represent the crown's power and governance. It's been used in the coronation of every British monarch since 1661 when it was created for the coronation of King Charles II. I literally just got through saying, I don't think that's an old scepter or nothing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then let's see. Let's see here. I'm trying to find the orb. The sovereign's orb is a significant part of the traditional regalia. The golden jeweled ball surmounted by a gem-encrusted cross is designed as a symbol that the monarch's power is derived from God. Uh, So, yeah, it's a holy orb. You know, that's all it is. Back to that. 
How else would they know the powers derived from God if he didn't have an orb with a cross on top of it? You know, yeah. like people be looking like, I'm not sold on this. And they see the orb and they're like, oh, well, shit. Hard what to argue it? with that. What is it about orbs? Like, like a scepter, I, I understand a scepter sort of has some functionality because it could be used as a walking stick. But an orb, an orb is just like a snow globe. Like, it's just a trinket, yeah. right? Yeah. Like but you it's put the stuff Lord's in the orb? trinket, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Orbs just hit for people. I, I think orbs you know. do hit. Orbs don't not hit. You know, I don't have do a we, problem with orbs. Orbs are kind of cool. We got any type of orb over here? Is that like a over there? Like I can't think of like an American orb. Do we have an orb? Mm, no, probably the world's biggest marble in Racine, Wisconsin, or something like that. Probably <laughs> the closest thing we got to an orb. You know, back to that uh, picture. Um, not to be ageist, but that picture of him looks like someone dressed a papa for Halloween, snuck in the nursing home and took a picture. Like he looks yeah. kind of scared. Am I wrong? Like he's like, eh. no, you're not wrong. He does. Yeah. He looks like he doesn't really know what has, what's happening. <laughs> like it's someone gotta, just gave him an orb and scepter and opulent robes and festooned him with baubles and said, now, you know, say cheese, which he didn't. I mean, um, not that I feel bad for this guy or any of these people, but like it's comical how fewer years he's going to reign than his mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're they're coronating him, and it looks like he's already on the way out. Like I know that he's like, dude. He, they get what me and mom and dad were talking about, it and they were like, man, he looks like he could go any time now. And apparently, he does have some sort of health problems. But like I was like, dude, both his parents lived late into their nineties. He's got like the 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 Illuminati shit. Like he'll be there for a minute. But I yeah, mean, how fucking, old is he? I think he's seventy four or something. Yeah, dude, he'll probably. I'd say he'll probably go twenty more years. Probably. Yeah, I guess I'd you're say. right. You know. You know who the you know the youngest monarch to ever be uh, crowned was Trey, Ethelred the Unready. <laughs> no, it was Mary, Queen of Scots, who ascended the throne when she was six days old. Oh, uh, hard to top that. Yeah, yeah, and that was back in a time when you the coronation had to happen before you were even considered the king or queen. Yeah, uh, now now that's not the case. See, like as soon as I'm, she died, he was king. I mentioned her earlier when we were talking about queens. I was like, I know there's yeah. Mary, Queen of Scots. The fact that it was not just a woman, but a baby woman yeah. makes it even wilder that they're like, yeah, she can be queen. It's all, But it also, like, I feel like sort of tells you something about it, meaning, like, there was power behind the throne, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. a baby can't be nothing but a figurehead. You know I what I mean? Like, right. Like, that baby ain't ruling. That baby pooping everywhere and crossing his right. eyes and shit, you know? So like the, the, the court was ruling, you know, right. she got one of them, uh, worm tongue fellers <laughs> back in the shadows, pulling all the strings for the baby queen of, of Scotland. BPP um, reports that, uh, King Charles will be 75 in November. And also he says my man, Lionel Richie was there. So I miss Lionel Richie. I don't know the how American celebrities yeah. were there. Yeah, that man. makes it weirder to me. Honestly, I agree. Um. Yeah, I don't but, know. But Do there you, you want, go. That's, uh, okay, that's the coronation. Well, that's that was my into... experience with it. Uh, you know, uh, it was because again, it was a whole lot of nothing. 
Like every, because like yeah. each like which I feel like is befitting. It it, it is like, it is. But like <laughs> when I saw like I I don't know I thought there was gonna be like set breaks for the fucking shit. You know what I mean? But like it was like uh, it was pretty much just people in robes walking while the ambiance of oh, 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 was going yeah. on, and then boom, you, I knew there'd be a lot of that. A lot there of there was oh, so oh, 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 yeah. Were there any rays of light shining down out nowhere? Did they strategically place any rays of light? Any nope. sort of halo effects, anything like that? No, but it was brightly lit in there because I guess it was the you know the abbey with the sun coming through and stuff like that. But no, not there. There wasn't like a special ray that hit him in the head right as he got the oil on him or something. Because like yeah, it's an that would have been. Dude. You I think agree. they could make that happen this day? I and agree. Age. I agree, man. But no, they didn't. So yeah, there's a new king. Some people are happy, some people are sad, and some people, most people, don't give a fuck. Well, buddy, I'm so ready to tell you about something uh, related to his predecessor, in fact. I didn't think about that, but oh it has to do with Charles I um, in an ancillary fashion. But I found out about this this week, and I've been dying to tell you about it. So do you want to take a quick break? Yes. And then we'll get into it? Okay. Yes, I do. Cause right after this. this. Are you looking to budget your food expenses ahead of summer? Get more bang for your bite with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees, so you can count on great value week after week. Plus, only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. Make the sustainable choice this fall. Every plate offsets 100% of their delivery emissions to your door, and nearly all packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas in the U.S. Also, uh, did I I tell you, it's uh, cheaper than your average fast casual meal. It certainly is. You can count on every plate to make meal times easier without compromising on quality. Every plate recipes include only the highest quality ingredients, including sustainably sourced seafood. It's wonderful stuff. Trey, tell them all about it. I'm a huge, huge fan of every plate and have been for a long time. I love a lot of things about it relevant to this show. Makes you feel fancier in the kitchen, in my opinion. You know, when's the last time you made some... uh, some bulgogi you know what i mean my trash mm. butt wouldn't know how to make that otherwise but now i do thanks to every plate also the main thing i've always liked about it it keeps me from being wasteful i like to go to the store get up a bunch of ingredients for the whole week's worth of recipes and end up not using some of them or waiting too long or whatever end up having to throw them away which drives me crazy with every plate you don't have to worry about any of that because they take all the guesswork out of it for you they send you exactly what you need to make what you're going to make. Also, the stuff is just straight up delicious. I love the uh, mushroom smothered chicken. That's one of my personal favorites. My kids who are picky enjoy it as well. I'm a huge devotee of every plate, and I think you will be too. So here's what y'all can do. You can get a $1.49 per meal. That's right, a $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and then entering the code POA. One four nine. That's right. A dollar forty nine per meal. Can't beat that with a stick. All you got to do is go to everyplate.com slash podcast and then enter the code POA one four nine. Y'all, that's up to a hundred and ten dollar value. So try every plate today. Mm-hmm.
right, we're back. So this is not a Venn diagram segment. This is just, this is sort of like Timothy Dexter, although he was the human Venn diagram. This is just something I just, it fits the show and I just had to talk about it. And it's also, like I said, somewhat related because this was a feller in the court of Charles I. His name was Jeffrey Hudson. Joe, have you ever heard of Jeffrey Hudson? I have not heard of Jeffrey Hudson. I'm assuming you have not. And uh, listen, I should probably do a disclaimer before we start this. Uh, this is about to be a minefield and I want, I want everyone, I want everyone to know that, uh, we are laughing at the absurd cruelty and ridiculous nature of the past throughout this, uh, this historical anecdote. Okay. But it's too wild not to share in my opinion. So Jeffrey Hudson, (laughs) Jeffrey Hudson was the court dwarf. Uh, in the court of Charles the first, but really he was, uh, he was a subject of Charles's wife, Queen Henrietta Maria of France. Now she's of France, but she's the queen of England or whatever. Right. right? So I want to show you a picture of my man, Jeffrey here. Um, so you get that pulled up. You see him there? That's him down the side. Okay. I see him now. I definitely didn't at first. Holy so shit. that's Henrietta. Look that's at her. She's a grown like, man, or like a—that's not a baby. It's not. So, I, right there, based on the timeline, he probably is a child, but he didn't get much bigger than that either when okay. he got older. But uh, if you'll notice, it's not just her dwarf, but she's also presenting the court monkey uh, perched. <laughs> perched upon the arm of the dwarf she's like look at her with her like just totally like uh you know dead-eyed face just yeah. like gaze upon my curiosities subjects gaze upon them and despair it's a bit of a hat on a uh, hat there yeah <laughs> yeah right so all right jeffrey hudson was renowned and considered one of the wonders of his age due to his extreme but well-proportioned smallness, right? <laughs> uh, the proportions is what made him hit so hard for everybody because they had a couple other dwarfs in the court, <laughs> but those dwarfs wasn't shit. Them was ain't shit dwarfs, right? Because <laughs> they was dwarf proportioned, and apparently yeah, Jeffrey right. was like, and- you know, his proportions hit for them, but he was still small. So they're like, this dude is what's up. (laughs) Right. He gained favor, the kingdom round. Everybody loved this guy. He was, they loved him, but in, you know, in a uh, sort of patronizing way, of course, he was referred to as Lord Minimus. That was his, (laughs) uh, that was his official title. Okay. So here's the story of Jeffrey Hudson. Uh, Jeffrey Hudson was born in the parish of Oakham, Oakham, in uh, 1619, to a normal-sized family. His parents and all his brothers and sister were all of typical size. His dad was the bull keeper for the local duke, right? Damn. So his his daddy was the bull man, right? Um, the royal bull obviously, man. Obviously, yeah, his, uh, his proportions came to be apparent pretty early in childhood, right? Theories abounded as to how this could have happened, right? Like, because again, his family was all normal sized people and he wasn't. So people tried to figure out how he ended up that way. Joe, would you like to hear what the prevailing theory was for how he came to be that size? 
that you'll has... never guess it in a million years, but it's very oh. typical of the past. I mean, I was going to say they thought his mama banged a leprechaun, but you said I'd never guess it. So, at no, they thought his mama choked on a pickle while pregnant. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. Hey, that'll do what? it. Yeah, I know. What? I what? It was a g- choked on a gherkin specifically, but I was right. afraid if I said Same gherkin, time. you might. So, ger- gherkin is a small pickle, yeah. right? And the pickles that they mostly have over there. So they were like, it's so funny that they're looking at him. They're like, there's no other explanation. <laughs> like, how, does, yeah. does his mother possess a fondness for small pickles? Is that what they're <laughs> like? But before this, did they think it, that 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 what you ate had something to do with how your kid was shaped? Or like, is this the like? Buddy, God. they didn't know shit. It's like it could have been like, you know. Might as well have been a tiny ghost and his daddy's sperm or whatever. That's, you know what that, I mean? Who knows with been, these motherfuckers? That would have been my next guess. Like she, right. I mean, she that was makes possessed more by sense. the ghost of a rat or something. That makes more sense than she choked on a pickle while <laughs> pregnant with him. But that was the best they could come up with. <laughs> and live. It's funny. Wikipedia notes that in reality, he probably suffered from a growth hormone deficiency. Like, oh, thank, thank you, you Wikipedia. Like, yes, that, that does seem marginally more likely to me <laughs> than his mother choking on a pickle while pregnant with him. But when he was seven years old, the D- Duke and Duchess of Buckingham came through his hamlet, right? And he was presented to them as a rarity of nature, right? They had a lavish banquet for the Duke and Duchess of Buckingham, the local, you know, townspeople did where he was from. And the climax of that lavish banquet was the presentation of Jeffrey, right? Which came in the form of him being served to her in a large pie. So (laughs) they brought a big pie out. She's like, oh, lovely. Is it plums? You know, or whatever. And then he burst from the pie dressed in a miniature suit of armor, right? And of course, they're just like, oh, delightful, delightful. More, more, more. I love it. It's fantastic, right? And then and then his parents were like, you can have him. Do you want him? You can have him. Right? Okay, 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 hold on. Because the past was a nightmare. (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay, I got I got a question. So like you say he was he was presented to her in a pie. What's the origin of that? Like, did these people have this kid in their life? Hey, we was thinking we put him in a pie and give it a I I hate to do this. I got I got it. I got one detail a little backwards. They the Duke and Duchess saw him. They were they saw him at in his town. They wanted him. His parents okay. were like you can keep him. And then the Duke and Duchess presented him to the Queen in that fashion. Okay, okay, right. That makes so it was like the Duke. It, the Duke and Duchess were like, uh, you know, like they're just showing up all the other bullshit yeah. as Dukes and Duchesses at the Queen's banquet. They were like, Dude, follow this, motherfuckers. The way you hey, told it. <laughs> armored dwarf in a pie. Top <laughs> that, bitch. Right. And uh, the way you could. said it, the way you said it made it seem like his parents Trojan horsed him into a pie. You know what I mean? No, like, his parents, <laughs> it was more like the Duke and Duchess came through and the parents were like, <laughs> You got anything you could do with him, you know, because we don't. And they were like, well, he is curious, isn't he? Curious in the extreme. Yes, we'll take him. And then they had a a small suit of armor made for him and put him in a pie and made him bust out in front of the queen. And the queen just lost her shit and was like, he's mine now. And 
he and that and then he became a subject of the queen he was one of several natural curiosities and pets that she maintained in her court right she had like i said she had two other dwarves she had that monkey from the painting his name was pug right and she also had a gigantic porter named william evans right so a guy that carried shit around for him so she yeah. had a giant you know oh, oh, what you want me to do for you queen queen mary right like and then also jeffrey right yeah. and uh and that was part of her her cabinet of curiosities that she had right and they had all these little they had bits and shit they would do one of the most one of the most popular bits was um the gigantic porter yeah. He would come in while she's entertaining guests or whatever, and he would he'd pull a loaf of bread out of one pocket, right, <laughs> and cut some pieces off and lay it down, and then he'd pull Jeffrey out of the other pocket <laughs> <laughs> and set him on the bread and make a sandwich out of Jeffrey. And, buddy, you can imagine this bit just killed oh every my God. time. Even if you've seen it. You right, know what I mean? Again, he's a dwarf, but he's also at this point in time he's a child dwarf. So, like right. all by all accounts, he's Tita. eighteen inch. He's right. eighteen inches tall at this point. I mean, dude, eighteen inches is fucking tiny, right? So, dude, I mean, my baby's was born nineteen or some shit, right? I mean, that's a normal baby Man. size. Yeah, dude, that's fucking. Yeah. But but like, but this is not a baby. This is him with no. just a. That's fucking so tiny dude now that is dude, like a teacup probably first of all the way we measure inches and shit could uh, it could be right. different like like right. that's take that with a grain of salt but either sure. way he was very 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 small yeah. yet proportional right Whew. so they did that so he's just a huge hit everybody yeah. loves jeffrey right everybody loves this motherfucker he's uh so amusing Right. And so the guy who did a lot of the local theater productions and stuff would cast him and uh, he'd put elaborate costumes and mask on him and stuff and these little roles and shit like that. And uh, and he was he was a big deal. But as he grew older, he also he also like learned to hit for people with his wit and his courtly ah, behavior. Right. So like he got he got erudite and and witty and shit like that on top of his size and so he really increased his stature it's not the best choice of words but yeah, you know right. what i mean like hey you know he started hitting harder for people and he gained a lot of favors he had like uh he had elaborate livery and dresses you know dressing and stuff he had his own armor and scarlet <laughs> hoses and ash color barracon suits with opulent sleeves and things of that nature he had all this shit right he was a big deal she had she commissioned paintings to be made of him one of which we already saw i'll show you the other one she commissioned a separate painting of uh jeffrey in the woods and there it is that's jeffrey in the woods uh yeah i'd say the painter nailed it <laughs> yeah, right. uh, that, is jeffrey that sure is him he sure is in the woods right <laughs> so um yeah, he was he was a big deal. Uh, and then this is funny to me. So he became more and more favored when he in 1630, when he was only 10 years old. And I know it's like back then, 10 is at least 25 or something. Sure. You know what I mean? But she handpicked him to be included as an envoy on a mission to France to bring her back a midwife, right? Because she because she was pregnant and she's from she's the queen of England, but she's from France. She wanted a French midwife, right? Right. And she sent a you know 
a convoy to go find her a midwife and she assigned him to that uh to that mission right uh, on the way the ship was captured by pirates right <laughs> who captured them and held them for ransom and whilst they were holding them for ransom they made jeffrey fight a turkey for their amusement <laughs> uh and i reckon he whooped that turkey's ass just so everybody knows <laughs> showed that turkey what's what Right. Then he got ransomed back to the court. So he gets back, you know, is, he gets hold back on. Is he court. going over there to help pick out the midwife? Cause their logic was like, see if she can hold him. You know what I mean? Cause if she can, she'll be good. That's with a babies. good question. I guess that makes it make some amount of sense. I just, yeah. the way it's presented is just like, she just hit for the queen. And she <laughs> yeah, was right, like, right. Jeffrey go forth, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's made to fight a Turkey by pirates pretty wild. Uh, <laughs> They all get ransomed back, so he makes it back to the court and everything. Um, he learned how to ride a horse, shoot a pistol, all this stuff. He was celebrated in many poems and narratives of the day, but uh, it says that people all acknowledge, which this is, you know, this is a little fucked up. They didn't have to do this, but <laughs> many of the adulatory poems written about him and stuff acknowledge that despite his wit and intelligence, if he wasn't short, he would have no place in the court. Like people felt it necessary to point that out. You're like, only listen, here. He could talk kind of good, but we all know what time it is. All right. These petty bitches and the rest of the court just couldn't let that go. Dude, you know what I mean? They had to can, point it out. Can we for a second, because me and you know this now, talk about or just at least mention how difficult it must have been for him to ride a horse yeah, like, they had a special saddle made for him. Of and course they did. Yeah. Like his legs wouldn't even go down to the, like he can't kick them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, you know, they took care of him. They made him a dwarf saddle and whatnot. Uh, and, <laughs> and not only did he ride that horse, Cho, let me tell you right now. <laughs> in a couple years after that, uh, King Charles the first, right? So the queen's husband his relationship with his parliament had deteriorated to the point of like assassination attempts, arrest, oh, political intrigue, all this civil war is looming. Civil war breaks out between the rebels and the royalists, right? And in the royalist forces, the queen appointed Jeffrey Hudson a captain of horse, right? <laughs> and he fought in the royalist forces in the cavalry. Right. And it's un it says it's unclear how much combat he saw or whatever, yeah, but it is clear. It's clear. But it is clear that he very much considered his appointment as a captain of horse a genuine honor rather than a joke. And then of after course. that point for the rest of his life insisted upon being referred to as Captain Jeffrey Hudson, right? You're goddamn right. Right. And so uh so now he's Captain Jeffrey Hudson. He's he served in this war and his perspective and everything. So after this war, later in the court, he, his whole thing was, uh, he's like, no, I'm a captain. I fought in the goddamn war. I'm not a fucking pet. Don't talk to me that way. <laughs> right. He had no interest in resuming his role as a pet or a clown. Right. Like he wasn't, he wasn't rolling like that right. no more. Right. And he had a Been lot promoted. of pride. He had a lot of pride about it. But not everybody else saw it that way, right? No. People still made uh, still made their cracks and their jokes and whatnot. And at one point in 1644, uh, the brother of one of the men at court, who was actually another horse master, the brother of another horse master, made some cracks about Jeffrey's uh, dwarfness, and Jeffrey challenged him to a duel, right? <laughs> 
and take ten guy, very small paces backwards. And the guy, the guy was like, "So be it. <laughs> yes, I will. I will do a Lord Minimus in a heartbeat." Right? And he's like. You know, he's like elbowing his buddies and stuff. He's like, sure, we can fucking deal. Yeah, if that's what you want to do, but okay. It's like, you fucking believe this guy? Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll duel. <laughs> and so the day of the duel, the guy, the other guy, shows up with the medieval version of a squirt gun, right? <laughs> Like and what it really was is it was like you ever seen these deals where it's like it's got a yeah. plunger and a thing you push, and it. you push it like that. That's yeah. what it really was. But again, medieval version of a squirt gun. He shows up with that and he's like, I shall extinguish his puny flame, you know, or whatever. <laughs> all fucking they're high fiving and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, that's hilarious. You got him, Archibald, you know, whatever. Like they're all fucking <laughs> loving it. Uh and so he like he pulls this thing out and he's like, How about you? You know, and he squirt guns him. <laughs> And then Jeffrey pulls out a fucking Glock 9 and caps his ass right in the fucking head. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, he wasn't playing around. No, I'm being facetious with the Glock 9. He pulled out an actual gun and shot him in the head and killed him dead on the spot. Jeffrey David did. and Goliath, mother Jeffrey, Jeffrey was not playing that shit. Oh Everybody God. thought it was a joke. He's like, you think it's a fucking game? It's not a fucking game. All How right? far and, uh, did the recoil blow that motherfucker back? <laughs> That's, yeah, so he he killed that motherfucker. It's funny, I, but when you said that, about, like I forgot that, like oh, of course there were guns back then. In my brain, this was way long ago. That was just knives. So like that, just that's fucking. Oh God, I'm so happy. So, but the thing was, this guy, like I said, he was the brother of another horse master at court. This guy was like a somebody, you know, right? And yeah, also. They were in, not exile, but the queen was in like, uh, like sort of the medieval version of rehab, but not for drugs. She was like in, what's the fuck, convalescent. Exhaustion. She was convalescing. Yeah. She yeah. was convalescing in France where she's from. So they're in France when this happens. And in France at the time, which I could not believe this, but in France at the time, dueling had been outlawed, right? Wow. And, and they also. affairs. Right, I know. I thought that's what you had to do. You know, somebody fucking, you know, dishonors you or makes yeah. a fucking brief reference to the notion of dishonor. You got to slap them with a glove, glove and then shoot glove. them in the face. Yeah. Right, yeah. Standard. But but apparently, no. France had outlawed it, and the guy he shot was a somebody. So this was actually a very big problem for Jeffrey, what had right. happened. He was initially sentenced to death, but, oh. but, but the queen, Queen right. Henrietta Maria, uh, interceded on his behalf and his life was spared and he was exiled from the court and sent back to England, right? Ooh. So on his way back to England, <laughs> he is captured by pirates again. Okay. He's caught by pirates again and taken to North Africa. And this part for the next, like he, at this point, he's 25 years old for the next 25 years of his life. Why after he's been captured by pirates, there's not really any historical accounts. Right. People all they know is that he was kept as a slave in northern Africa by the pirates and made to do pirate slave shit How for twenty five years. That sale. Right. But he comes back. He he finally is ransomed back as a big uh, a big collection of English captives and he comes back to England in sixteen sixty nine, right? And when he comes back historical uh, accounts claim that he had grown to nearly double his previous height, right? Uh -oh. To 
45 inches, right? So a little under four feet tall is how yeah. tall he is when he finally reemerges, right? 25 years later. Cho, once again, oh God, would you like to guess how he explained his <laughs> prodigious growth in height over those years? What he attributed it to, I say again, you will never in a million years <laughs> guess how he said that happened this is apparently his own self-explanation someone grabbed him by the ankles and went like real big or he ate a spring sort of okay. uh he attributed it to the buggery he <laughs> suffered at the hands of his pirate captors okay. so according to him they butt fucked the short out of oh. him yeah that's what he said well, he how? said that they, you know, sodomized him into growing taller. My evidently. Lord, what a yeah. thing to say. Past is a nightmare, dog. Um, <gasps> so he comes back, but he's still not, you know, he's still not in favor or whatever. He meanders around. Was uh, Henrietta England still there? Time. Uh, or she long died? No, you know what? I was worried about the fact that he would get back and she would see him and he wasn't short anymore. And so she'd be like, "Mm," and I was going to be sad. No, she, it says, here's what it says. It says he did not return to the queen's court. Even after her return at the invitation of her son, Charles II. So Charles II had taken over for his dad. So now she's the queen mother. And it says that she had her son invite him back, but he didn't return. I don't know, out of pride or whatever. I don't know. Uh, But anyway, he milled around London for a while, but he was something of a celebrity of the time or whatnot. He, I neglected to mention earlier, he was a Roman Catholic. And so was the queen and all that as You'll be totally unsurprised to hear during this period of time in England, Roman Catholics started not hitting for people, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And they they knew it was like, that little fucker's a Catholic, right? So yeah. he was imprisoned for being a Catholic for a while, and then he was released in 1680. He died two years later on an unknown date in an unknown circumstances and buried in an unmarked pauper's grave uh, in 1862. But... um yeah, so that is the story of Jeffrey Hudson. But well, I, how did the, you stumble upon this? Fucking something on Reddit, Reddit? of course. Yeah. There's, but I should also say that a lot of this, uh, a lot of this is like somewhat unclear historically. It's like we've talked before about historical accounts of like ancient Greek. You know, when you're talking about real old shit, especially somebody that's like he wasn't a king himself or nothing, right? So there's like somewhat conflicting accounts and shit. The thing I told you is like the most popular narrative, but there's also story. Like there's also some people say that during those lost years from when he came back from the pirates. And then when he died years later, that he was employed as a spy (laughs) in the British forces. But that, but that's all I could find is that some people say he was a spy and it's like, I don't know how the fuck that was supposed to work. He crawled in an opposing army's knapsack and just, you know, went along. But that uh, is fucking beautiful. My friend. How fucking wild is that, dude? The whole, the fucking, the dude insulting him, he challenges him to a duel. The guy, the smart ass shows up with a squirt gun and he just caps him in the fucking head. I mean. Pretty gangster. Dude, that's so goddamn funny. And I'm, I'm like, really? I, well, no, 
I was going to say I'm so jealous that you got to this before I found it, but actually I'm really, really happy because it hits harder for me to hear it than it would be for me to tell it to you, I think. This is just this has been such a joy. And I got to tell you, when you messaged me like three or four days ago and you're like, buddy, I cannot fucking wait to record. I've got something that I can't wait to tell you. You've exceeded my expectations. <laughs> like I, I did, I did not foresee it being this great. Uh, but thank you for that. That was, that was fucking wonderful. Yeah, and um, it's also why. Again, I didn't even think about it at the time, but it's wild that this this was yeah, in the court of Charles yeah. the first. Yeah, and then his son was Charles the second, who you know later tried to pardon him or whatever. So. It's like kind of related. We do that all the time, completely yeah. on accident, mind you. There's no fucking way we would ever do it on purpose, but that is crazy. Well, Trey, what say we do some airmail? Yeah, that would hit. Okay, remember, you can email us at puttingonairs at gmail.com. This is from Jacob's subject line Met Gala idea. We should crowdsource cash to send Cho to the Met Gala with an exquisitely made and lifelike costume of a rich guy with his head completely up his ass. Uh, thanks for the laughs, Jacob A. I don't know. It'd be real hard to fabricate an ass big enough to uh, <laughs> put my head up. fit Cho's head in it. That's my only concern. Uh, but otherwise, it's a great idea. Oh, my God. The subject line, who I dress for or who women dress for. Oh, yeah. I figured we'd get something on too. this. Hey, guys. Let me first say that I've been a listener since the beginning and look forward to each and every episode. I'm a crazy follower for all y'all and got to see you in Indy with my son in February. Well-read tour and did the meet and greet as well. Uh, by the way, we're coming to Knoxville and Asheville. Go to TreyCrowder.com for those tickets. Now, on the who we dress for Personally, while I do think about what others will see, I wear what I like and what I think looks good. Don't like it? Well, fuck you. Don't look at me. I mean, seriously, guys, no matter what women do or wear, someone is going to give a look, make a comment, whatever. Don't waste your time with them. And Trey, it's a well-known fact that husbands almost never notice haircuts, weight loss, different makeup, etc. I give yeah. them a... I, <laughs> it, it is true. It's not just you. It's you and all other shitty men. I give them a little break because you're seeing that person every single day as a mother of four i remember not noticing how much my kids have grown etc uh because i see them all the damn time anyways keep up the great work uh you might not want to read any more of this on air okay <laughs> all right saying, yeah uh appreciate well, intriguing, you but yeah appreciate uh, you l I've always, yeah, I mean, I no, I know it's not just me. I know it's very much a uh, husband thing, but she said it's because they see them every day. I saw, a, I saw a web comic once that I thought was pretty accurate. That it was basically, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I can't describe to you how the comic was presented, but it was the idea that like a woman goes and gets her hair done and comes back, and it's like marginally different. It's like fluffier or whatever else, but yeah. like it's not that much different. But a dude goes and gets a haircut and goes oh, yeah. back and looks like a completely different person, 100%. which is definitely true for me and Katie in this household. Like I let my hair go forever. I go get a haircut, and it's like I've lost three pounds of hair on my head or whatever. She goes, and it's like there's more waves. Yes, you know, exactly. Or a new, or a new shade. Because sometimes you – know, Sometimes they just go for what's called a blowout, like where yeah. they'll have someone else just blow dry their hair. And I have start I've been able to notice now when Amber does it. And I'm pretty good about being like, although granted, I just do the thing where I tell her she looks pretty every day because she does, you know, and that just kind of nice. you just do it every day. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, 
Hey, medical fads. Hey, y'all, I always watch putting on airs on YouTube and usually leave a comment. I was sure y'all would get a kick out of this one. Then it occurred to me that y'all probably don't read all those. You are correct. We, we scan uh, from time to time, but that can be a cesspool of uh, negativity. Anyways, I didn't want y'all to miss this brilliant medical procedure from the 1700s, wherein a doctor would literally blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> BPP, yeah. I put it in the uh, I put it in the chat for you to put, but there you go, Trey. That's a machine where they would literally blow smoke up your ass. And I, I've assume, actually I've heard of that before. Does he say he or she say what uh, what that's supposed to do? That what, was the like, end of the message. Yeah, it's probably it, like horrific bowel oh, cancer yeah. or oh, something yeah. like something <laughs> yeah. just totally incurable at the time. And they're like, "This will work." It's yeah. bring the bellows, you know. Yeah. I can hook it up to their butthole and and obviously that's where they start pumping it. I mean, that has to be where the term blowing smoke up your ass came from, I guess, which is blowing smoke up your ass means to just compliment somebody and do something. So maybe, you know what, maybe we could look this up, but maybe it would. They knew it didn't even do a thing. It was one of those things where they'll be like, they were just like, I just blow some smoke up his ass and tell him he's cured. You know what I mean? Like a hypochondriac, you might be like, oh, I got just the thing for you. Blow smoke up their ass, and they're like, you're good. Um, well, again, they still kind of do that with, like, coffee in them. It's not right. smoke, but, you know, people still yeah. put things up their butt that's Hits. supposed to hit. And, yeah. you know. Uh, one, last, one last one here from our favorite mammal, Natalie Nichols. Uh, yep. <laughs> subject line, Katie's Revenge, a limerick. <laughs> there there once was a murderous squirrel who crossed paths with a Tennessee girl. She poisoned his ass, buried him deep in the grass. <laughs> no wonder she's queens of the hummingbird world. Wonderful. That was beautiful, it, Natalie. Natalie. I'll share it with Katie right after this. Thank you all so much. We love you all. Uh, continue to uh, download the episode and tell all your friends and leave us a five-star review if you haven't. And, uh, yeah, just share it far and wide if you like the show. We really do appreciate y'all. We're growing all the time, and that's because of y'all. And stay fancy, motherfuckers. Yeah. Here's Lydia Loveless. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on.